What's your reaction when leaders set hard rules and then don't follow them? Should we ignore the rules too? But what if the rules are good rules? Rules to help us live well together and keep us safe? What does Jesus have to say about it? Hi, welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. I'm Stuart and I get to be the minister here. We're glad that you have chosen to join us today from wherever you find yourself. You can find out all about St Ninian's and find loads more videos on our website at st-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. Today I'm joined by Jan for the first time, so let's listen as she reads our scripture for today. Our reading is Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees are the authorised interpreters of Moses' law. So you must obey and follow everything they tell you to do. Do not, however, imitate their actions, because they don't practice what they preach. They tie onto people's backs loads that are heavy and hard to carry, yet they aren't willing even to lift a finger to help them carry those loads. They do everything so that people will see them. Look at the straps with scripture verses on them, which they wear on their foreheads and arms, and notice how large they are. Notice also how long are the tassels on their cloaks. They love the best places at feasts and the reserved seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called teacher. You must not be called teacher because you are all members of one family and have only one teacher. And you must not call anyone here on earth father, because you have only the one father in heaven. Nor should you be called leader, because your one and only leader is the Messiah. The greatest one among you must be your servant. Whoever makes himself great will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be made great. I'm in the middle of a master's degree in leadership. Mostly what I've learned so far is that leadership is difficult. The world is complex, so when leaders make plans, they're almost always a best guess, because as soon as you do something, it changes everything. The boxer Mike Tyson apparently once said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And it's true. The military would call this first contact and they know that no plan survives intact beyond the first encounter with the enemy. Anyone involved in any kind of planning, any kind of work with people or even renovating an old property will tell you that the initial plan often doesn't survive past the first few minutes because you can never fully know what you're dealing with until you're right in the middle of it. And people always behave in ways that you can't fully predict. It's one of my favourite things about a baptism. There are a range of possibilities about how a child is going to react to a strange man pouring water over their head in front of 200 people. I recently heard Scotland's Chief Medical Officer, Professor Jason Leach, he talked about navigating the response to COVID. He said that most people thought that there were two choices, two doors, one good and one bad. 
and that those in charge simply chose a door, preferably the good one. The reality was that there were ten doors to pick from five times a day, and all of them were horrendous choices. So as a leader, you pick the one that you think is least bad and step through it, only to discover that there are 100 new doors behind that one because every choice you make has lots of unintended consequences. All of these choices were being made with incomplete information because nobody knew what COVID was or what it did. We didn't even know how it was transmitted, never mind think a vaccine would become possible. And then there were moments where someone who should know better broke the rules. Our response to these kinds of things are complex. We're outraged, but often at the same time, we had also failed to comply fully with what we'd been asked to do. Maybe we popped into someone's house just for a minute, or we stood too close, or nipped into the shop without a mask, or we just decided we didn't want to follow the rules. It's hard to follow the rules someone has made when they don't follow them. It's one of the things we criticise our leaders for the most. The current COVID inquiries are starting to uncover even further how true that was. But I wonder how many of you would say, do as I say, not as I do. And that's where we find Jesus in our reading today. He's in the temple in Jerusalem in what we now call Holy Week. It's the days leading up to his trial and execution. The trick questions from the leaders have stopped. The leaders have run out of clever traps and now with the crowd still gathered and his disciples listening to his teaching, Jesus points to the religious leaders as a visual aid for a lesson in leadership. Do as they say, not as they do. It must have been really tempting for Jesus to tell everyone just to ignore the leaders. They were pompous, lazy, corrupt, self-serving. They were full of their own importance. I know, it's hard to believe that leaders could be like that. They made life unbearably hard for people with their rigid interpretation of the law. But they didn't keep it. They didn't keep the rules that they made. They told the people to be humble, to remember their place as they swanned around with extra long tassels in their prayer shawls and wide straps in the boxes of scripture they fastened to their heads and arms. They liked to be noticed. They liked for people to give them the best seats. And so it had been for generations. When you tell a group of people that they're special and give them privileges that others don't have and authority without many checks and balances, then this is what happens. We see it time and time again. Leaders lay down the law but then don't follow it. And it's worth remembering that it happens with people of all political persuasions, so before you get indignant about a leader or, or a party you don't like, remember that. Here's the thing. Do as they say, not as they do. Jesus points out the leader's hypocrisy, but he tells the people to do as they say. The rules are good rules. You should keep the rules. The rules are the laws of Moses, the Ten Commandments. They're helpful rules. Just because these leaders choose not to keep the rules they enforce doesn't mean the rules are bad. Just like the people of Jesus' time, we find that hard. Why should we keep the rules that people making them don't have to follow? It's a good question. In pointing out their hypocrisy, Jesus is helping to hold the leaders accountable for their actions. 
they would do well to remember they only lead because the people allow it. It takes strength and courage to speak truth to power. And the consequences of speaking up can be severe, as Jesus was about to find out. Before we go any further, we need to be clear that Jesus' warnings aren't only for the leaders. He says this to his own disciples. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all students. I call no one your father on earth because you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. We've already seen the disciples argue about which one of them is the greatest and asking to sit at Jesus' right hand. The temptation is there for all of us. Position and authority, power and status, they're available to us at some level. It might be at work, at church or at home. It can be tempting to exert that authority. Position and status can alter our view of ourselves and the world. We all like praise. And when you live in a way where any kind of criticism is removed and there's no accountability, what follows can be very, very dangerous. Our ego becomes inflated and we think we're always right and that anyone who says anything different is out to get us. So what's Jesus' advice to guard against this? Remember your place in all of this. God is in charge, so don't try to be in charge. Jesus is our guide and our teacher, so don't try to fill that role. Part of the idea of leadership is about being a good follower. Good followers aren't passive and compliant. They don't just do as they're told without question. Good followers help, they implement. But they also give good, honest feedback. They're what we might call critical friends. They make sure that leaders are accountable. Be a good follower is another way of saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. If that's our focus, then we very quickly realise that power and authority are an illusion. When we put the needs of others first, because in looking after them, we're doing what God wants, then we find ourselves as servants of each other. And that's a very different kind of leadership. Jesus came to show us what it looked like to live this way because we find it really, really hard to see beyond leadership as the exercise of power and position in a very particular way. Jesus had power and authority, more power and authority than anyone ever. The difference is the way that he chose to use it. We're faced with that choice every day. Many of us don't think of ourselves as leaders, but we are. We might be someone's boss or have some responsibility for family or hold some position in an organisation or a club. And, but even then, very few of us think of ourselves as the person that others look to. I have news for you. You are the person that others look to. All of us are. Even though we might not think they do, people watch us. They watch us and they gauge our response to things. They evaluate our decision making and they take permission from our actions to behave in a similar way. When Jesus tells this to his disciples not to try to seek to be in charge or seek positions of importance, he's reminding them that the place that they can have the most influence for good in people's lives is standing right beside them, not looking down on them from above. 
I like the TV show New Amsterdam. It's about a public hospital in New York and the boss, a man called Max, lives by the question, how can I help? He leads through service. The focus of that small question, how can I help, shapes everything he does and in turn it shapes everything that happens in the hospital. How can I help is about doing what you can do to encourage and enable other people to be the best that they can be. How can I help places management where it's supposed to be as the thing that serves others, not the thing that prevents progress or makes innovation and change difficult? It doesn't do things for you, and that's important too. Imagine we all lived our lives based around that one simple question. How can I help? I wonder how it would change our days. I wonder how it would change our social media posts. I wonder... I wonder how would that change the way we work? I wonder how it would change the relationship between managers and staff. I wonder how it would change the relationships in our families, between parents and children, between partners. Actually, I don't wonder. I know. And I think you do too. Asking how can I help and really meaning it would transform our communities. And it would transform us. I know that because that's where the church began, with the very people Jesus was talking to, taking them seriously, trying their very best to do what he asked of them, and still asks of us to serve each other, to look after each other, and to allow others to look after us too. 2,000 years on, the world is still transformed when we take that question seriously. We saw it when people looked beyond themselves and reached out to help their neighbours. We need some more of that now. So how can you help? Because in seeking to live out that question, we live into the, the world Jesus describes as the greatest commandment, to love God. And the second, which is like it, love one another as yourself. These are the rules that the religious leaders told the people to keep, even though they weren't doing that themselves. They weren't living it out, but it's still very good advice. So, how can you help? Will you choose to help your neighbours? Will you choose to help build people up rather than tear them down? Will you speak truth to power rather than joining in the petty political backstabbing and gossip? And will you do all of that just for the blessing of knowing that you did the right thing? that you help to make the world a better place, one kindness at a time. We all get it wrong sometimes. I know that I do. So go on. Do as I say, not as I do. songs of joyful celebration are drowned out by the groans of those in need echoing creation that's waiting like a prisoner to be free Father we cry out how long until the pain and suffering cease Pray that your kingdom will 
fill this world with justice, love, and peace. Have mercy, Lord, on the earth you created. Have mercy, Lord, through us. Father, change our hearts, take our hands, raise our voices, may we
pray have mercy through us. Oh, have Gracious God, wise teacher, we thank you for your patience and mercy. Hear us, O Lord, as we offer these prayers for our universe. We thank you for the men, women and children who wisely use the gifts and talents you have given them, who are making our world a better place to live in. We thank you for all those people who are gifted teachers, helping others to learn and grow in all manner of ways. We thank you for all those people who are enablers, helping people to discover gifts and talents they weren't aware of. We pray for all those people who have been denied from using the gifts and talents they have and who long for an opportunity to use them. We pray for all those people who spend so much time envying the gifts of others, they fail to see their own gifts, nor use them well. Lord, in a world full of people who love to proclaim their wisdom, but live foolish lives, we pray that your followers would strive to be as wise as Jesus and live as he did. Hear us as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever. Amen. Life can be hard and following Jesus can be difficult. It's not easy getting things right. Sometimes it's easier to look good than to be good. Know that as we bring our worship to a close. You are good enough. You are a beloved child of God. You are upheld by Jesus and you are accompanied by the Holy Spirit, today and always. Amen.